the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my mommy and her friends on Trails and Testimonies. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Welcome to Trails and Testimonies. My name is Kim Fitz. You can follow me on Instagram or you can follow Trails and Testimonies on Facebook. So if you're listening to this on the day of release, happy Father's Day weekend to the dads, bonus dads or granddads or any that have wanted to fill or have had to fill the shoes of a dad. It is a very hard, very beautiful, rewarding job. And you are so loved. And with me on today's episode, I am blessed to have someone that I think of as the very best dad in the entire world, the best dad that I've ever known, and it is my husband, Corey. And he is someone who has always supported me and all my wild ideas, be it radio, podcast, socials, or anything else, but he is not one for the spotlight, but I begged and begged and begged, and especially it being Father's Day weekend, really wanted to have him on. But he would really prefer to not be in the spotlight. So I know that this is completely out of his comfort zone, and I'm so thankful. And not only because it's my husband, but I have been so looking forward to this release for so long. It is a very special episode with a very beautiful surprise at the end. So we'll go ahead and hop on our super secret trail that we found and take you on our journey. So we've been sitting here just a couple of minutes and I'm trying to identify the different plants and I'm questioning whether that's a blackberry or poison ivy. Just don't rub it on your face. You're fine. (laughs) So we'll start with the backstory. I was going to a middle school at the time and some things happened and my mom withdrew me from that school and moved me to the one that was just a little bit, um, I guess, not closer closer to me. It was closer to you. Yeah, that was nice. That was God's plan. So I changed middle schools. And I remember the moment one of my girlfriends, and she was actually in our wedding, introduced us. And she said, Kim, this is my friend, Corey. And I just looked into your eyes. And they were this beautiful, honey, chocolate, gorgeousness in the hallway. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I love this man. We dated off and on from eighth grade, from middle school, um, shortly after we met, really all the way until I was a freshman in college. And then I remember I was about 18, 19 years old, and the guy that I was dating at the time proposed to me, and I said, thanks, but no thanks, no. And you have always been my like magnetic pull. You've always been my home. And so I drove from Augusta all the way to your house. And 
I just showed up unexpected. That's what I did. I think I was asleep when you got there. I think you were. I was like, hey, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. Banging on your window. I have to talk to you. This just happened. And, you know, half awake, you come out, we sit on the front porch and we start talking and you're like, well, I'm dating somebody right now. So, and you know, you were really sweet about it, but you were like, nope, sorry. I'm dating somebody else. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> and from that point on, we we talked a little bit, but I knew in my heart that I couldn't be close friends with you. I couldn't just be friends with you because I wanted so much more. I loved you. And so we really didn't talk, definitely didn't see each other for about nine or ten years. Yeah. Like you would leave. It was so sweet. You would leave Hallmark cards on my mom's front porch. Christmas cards, birthday cards. Yeah. And other cards are really nice. Like the different brands are really nice. Of course, cards are snail mail is a great gesture. But it was Hallmark. I mean, he spent, and back then it was probably like three, four dollars. Now they're like seven dollars. But for that really sweet gesture and to put it on my mom's front porch. You left an impression on me. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> so fast forward several years later, because now we're much older. And I was working for a radio station in Atlanta at the time. And the way that promotions went was if there were any leftover tickets, you had to write your name on a list. And if you were one of the first ones or second ones on the list and you hadn't had any tickets in a while, you could receive those tickets. So really it was just a stroke of luck. Or or it was God's placement, which I totally think it was God's placement. I remember standing there in Phillips Arena because I had requested tickets to go to a Thrasher's game, which was was so much fun. I really miss them. And before you could walk down the steps, if the puck was in play, you had to wait at the top of the steps. It's a very small area. Phillips Arena is huge, but this little area was really small. And so here we are. What do you think? It was like 10 feet apart from each other? Yeah, pretty close to it. I could smell your pizza. <laughs> I did. I had a cheese pizza. It's the best. I had to lean up against the wall because I was like, whew, I'm about to pass out. I am actually seeing Corey for the first time in how long it had it had been years. At least ten years. Yeah. At least ten years. So everything's paused, the game's paused, you can walk down the steps, and I was like, is he sitting in the same section? Once you go down the steps, you could sit anywhere. We sat on the same exact row. How many seats apart from each other? Probably eight seats, maybe ten at most seats apart. But I felt like you were right there. Well, because there was nobody between us. There was no one between us. How was there no... I mean, again, that was God. But I kept glancing over, acting like I'm trying to watch the hockey game, catching a glimpse of you. Well, you were with your boyfriend at the time, so we couldn't talk a whole lot so awkward like so awkward well one of my friends nick won some tickets from the radio station and i guess it came out of the same stack of tickets that you got yours from (laughs) and uh he had a four pack and invited me with his wife and another friend and we just went and (laughs) the rest is history and i think the other friend was a girl too yeah she was a lot older than me though 
But it's, it, I still was like, well, who is she? Right. Like, who's this older woman? <laughs> is he dating older women now? Uh, is that the thing? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> but she's a nice lady. And then I wanted to at least, like, wave at you or, I mean, not that we didn't see each other. But I was watching you leave and the game was over and you were gone. And then fast forward, it was probably a couple months later, you send me a random text. So what are y'all doing tonight? I still remember. What are y'all doing tonight? Because it was me and my boyfriend at the time. And I said, well, there's no y'all. It's just me. Things have changed. And you sent me a text and said, um, where do you live again? <laughs> and from that point, he helped me move out of the apartment back into my mom's basement and my mom seeing you helping move boxes because he's been in my life you've been in my life for a very long time now more than half yeah isn't that crazy at the time it was more than half and so my mom sees you moving boxes and she's Kimberly I mean she uses my full name she's Kimberly so I'm literally just coming out of this really long relationship and I said, we're just friends? Because we did. We started out just as friends. But again, I love you. I can't just be friends with you. You are my best friend. I felt the same way. My mom uses my full name. And I said, oh, we're just friends. Nothing. There's nothing going on. Six months later, you propose at the beach. <laughs> and I immediately, what was my response? Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you joking right now? I honestly thought, because, you know, you kid, you were not kidding. No, I wasn't kidding. And then uh, two years later, we got married. Right. Yeah. Moved, moved out of the apartment, got a house together. Yeah. And so probably a year or so later, after, I mean, we, we did so much traveling and living and having fun as a couple, which I highly suggest before you have kids or a kid. So we were blessed to be able to do that. And then we struggled with infertility for, was it two years? Yeah, it was a while. And I know how I felt about that. And I know you know, as I was just a hot mess. Right. How did you feel about that? A little depressed. Feel like, you you know, failing at something is never good. You would hear these friends make announcements or you'd see it on Facebook that so-and-so is pregnant. Or you'd hear a different story on the news about somebody not treating their kid the way that they maybe should. And it really, it makes you a little bitter of, I'll say, give me the kid. Give me all the children. Oh, no. (laughs) Give me all the kids. We will house them all. I will love them all. You know, or or why can't I make the pregnancy announcement? So infertility is, it's huge. And I think a lot of people really struggle with it more than they say. I feel like some people think that they can't talk about which you should be able to talk about. And we went through a lot of the testing, which is not comfortable, and it starts to get expensive, and some of the insurance companies just don't cover that because it's not, quote, a necessity. So we planned a trip to go up to Tennessee, and you got tested on the way to Tennessee. Yeah, that was interesting. I'll never forget it. (laughs) So... We go up to Tennessee, and it was Gatlinburg, so you do all the sites and you tour, and then we went over to Chattanooga, and you do all the sites and you tour. We just did, you know, part of Tennessee, and we found out a couple of weeks later from that weekend 
that we were pregnant. So they always say, too, when you're struggling with infertility, you constantly hear, well, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. And it's so hard to not think about something that your heart desires so much. And then after that, when we got pregnant with Samuel, it was it was a beautiful, emotional roller coaster. So do you want to tell everybody how I told you about Samuel? Well, I'd come home from throwing darts because I throw darts on Wednesdays with a group of friends. And I come home about 11 o'clock one night and you had wrote on the bathroom mirror, open me. And there was mm-hmm. a box and it was the test. <laughs> And I kind of started to get the, the feeling something was up when it said open me and you were still awake. And But I just struck with emotion. You know, I, I think my eyes even started to water up. We were just excited. One of the happiest things. You're making me emotional. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been such a great father to Samuel. It has been such a blessing to be able to watch that unfold. Well, it's a blessing to have him and you... And so here we are now with our incredible little baby boy. I say baby. He'll always be my baby. He's four. Oh, he's he's a wild four. And I feel like especially with all the COVID stuff going on, when you have a four-year-old and you're stuck inside, we thank God we do have a backyard. But I know he misses his friends and I know he misses playing soccer or going to the playground. And so that has a lot to do with some of the um, cooped up energy. What have you found to be some of the blessings and challenges during this time? Just being able to spend time, you know, I work the same as I did before the virus. So it's, I'm not spending more time at home, but you know, y'all are at home more. So, I mean, y'all have a lot of energy when I'm ready to come home and wind (laughs) down. Sam's ready to play tag dad's home yeah sam's ready to play tag and run around so i mean it's fun said the virus hasn't really affected my work load much but and thank god you were able to keep your job yes there's a lot of people that have lost their jobs yeah a lot of situations have changed still losing their jobs i've seen the memes or i've seen the jokes of oh my husband i can't you know and people are just struggling um to keep the peace in their house. Yeah, and that's the good thing. I'm still working, so I'm not home anymore. <laughs> you said I'm gone. You. Yeah, I'm not annoying you as much as <laughs> some husbands might be annoying their wives. But No, you, you don't annoy. It, se- it seems to have worked out okay so far. Yes. <laughs> I've, liked, I've liked it, being at home and working from home. And so not that we uh, have any magic buttons out here, any sound effects in the woods, because I always like to record on a trail, and we did find kind of a hidden trail. So I'm not going to give away the location of where we're recording this time. But if I had one of those cool sound effects boards, I would enter it in right here. Nailed it. Should we say it at the same time? Do you want to say it at the same time? We're We're having having another another baby. baby. So excited. (laughs) Sam's going to have somebody to play with. (laughs) He is over the moon and he's already... The sweetest big brother. I mean, he will kiss my stomach and hug my stomach where I have to go, okay, gentle. So what was your initial reaction this time of finding out that you're having two kids? (laughs) We're going to have two in the house now. It was an eye opener. (laughs) 
I wasn't as surprised as I was on the first one, but uh, it's a whole nother life, so we're we're excited. But you know, more changes are coming. <laughs> and there have been you know a health, a health challenge involved in this one. Um, so the pregnancy has been a little bit different for the first trimester, but we are just over the first trimester, and they're calling me with all good results. So things are um, looking up and happy and positive. Yeah, just keep you in the house and keep you safe and no virus. I know. I, oh, I just I want to go to Target. Target is the same as it was before you left. <laughs> I need to smell all the candles. I know. I'm going to stay inside and stay safe. And we're actually not going to find out the gender of the baby until it is born. That's uh, That's going to be fun. How wild is that? Uh, we'll have to find out what color to paint the room, I guess. It's neutral. We can, yeah, it can be like a grayish. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll go and stand in the middle of the paint store with all the paint samples. And I'll we, stand there for like an hour and a half. We'll let Sam pick a color. That way we're not in trouble. No. No, he's not pick. I love him. <laughs> okay, we'll let him pick like a color and he can have like a little block down at the bottom. Because you know it's going to be like neon orange. Or something. It's going to be wild. What's your favorite color, buddy? <laughs> oh, I get to pick all these colors. So, it's very exciting. The initial moment when I found out I was pregnant, I was happy, but I was so just a, a little anxious, a little nervous because of the way that the world is right now and how things are changing all the time. And when you're pregnant, even when you're not pregnant, you shouldn't stress because it says in the Bible to not worry and it doesn't add any time to your life. But as a human, just fleshy, it's really hard to just not worry and to just not stress. Yeah, you definitely got to be cautious during these times. Right. So I found the perfect quote to end Trails and Testimonies on because I'd like to end. Oh, no, I don't get to pick one. I get here. Wait, hang on. Let me rip the page out. Look at this. <laughs> I'll hold it in the paper. Okay, dig inside my bag. And there's your quote. <laughs> oh, which one did he pick? <laughs> With every little baby that is born, a little sun rises. It signals a new beginning and a future that is full of promise. So I think even though the world is a little different right now, babies are our hope. They're our future. And pretty excited. Well, not pretty excited. Stoked. S totally stoked, man. <laughs> to have another one and not just another baby but one with you i remember that when we were getting married our pastor who was family he said oh, are you just so excited to get married you're just so excited to get married and i was like well no i'm really excited to marry him right. <laughs> like that's what i was so excited about was getting to marry you yeah, a lot of people get married but you're lucky when you can marry the one you really love so i think god plays a role in matching you guys up as long as you can catch it when it's there even though we waited a while that god put us back at at phillips arena <laughs> go thrashers go thrashers well thank you so much thank you for having me thanks for helping me make the announcement happy father's day your uh presence in the mail checks in the mail yeah checks in the mail <laughs> Bye, then.